1: If you sign up to the Safcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the you will receive early access episodes and bonus podcasts. Thanks. I'm here with Stephen Rooney of St Paul's and Antrim Herders. Herders. Uh, Stephen, how's things with you?
0: Uh, not too bad. Just trying to get back into the swing of things after Christmas and just trying to do a night nice run here and there and trying to get get cut the five k back six. again. Get the <laughs> five
1: five k?
0: <K's>. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I can not remember the last time we done a five k, but I'm not sure the time would be too good. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I suppose like this
1: when we're chatting here now, it's January time, and like normally you're gearing up for the start of the National League and that there sort of thing, but you have actually just come off the end of a championship run there only last month too. Like, how's that being I suppose the break was welcome but anyway after a
0: pretty, probably, uh, emotional season, like I thought with everything that went with it. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, it's probably the break came at a good time because, you know, we played the final on the 13th of December and then Christmas followed. So it was probably, you know, Christmas is probably the time you spend most of your family throughout the year. And... It did definitely feel at a good time because once that was over, it was kind of you're into the Christmas break. I was off work for a week and a half, two weeks, um, and you got to spend time with family. You know, normally when you're playing, like you, I don't see the girlfriend, you see her for a couple of hours at night and then you're going to bed. So it was actually good good to spend kind of that valuable time kind of with them before the new year. But we knew once the new year was over that we're going to have to just get back into it because we knew the nice and league was going to start up. But now other spanners into the works and the date's been pushed back again so we're kind of just sitting ducks at the minute yeah and the um i suppose like whenever you were so yeah, you mentioned obviously
1: the 13th in the in the final and that like well obviously there's a bit of celebrating that to be done after that but these a it yous were already plans in place here's what we'll do in january kind of thing you know leading up to christmas like yous were kind of new you kind of go back date at that stage um
0: to be honest we didn't look like we didn't speak before the game you know it was the last time we spoke was on the 13th Mm. and you know we didn't look any further than the final so when the final was over you know we enjoyed it yeah and to be honest we like for a to of management like we probably deserved our downtime over christmas and we were given that um kind of responsibility to enjoy yourself but not, (laughs) not, not too much but um you know everything the management were doing was in guidelines with you know the dates that were provided and it was midway through January I think that you're supposed to be allowed and you know we were going to start back on that date but now that's been pushed back you know there's other arrangements that are going to be put in place you know and it's so difficult like yeah you wouldn't want to be a manager in this environment it's just yeah. so and um, like unprecedented times and every around every corner is just another challenge for them but you know we're just waiting at the moment we're um, doing individual things at the moment, but that's just we'd probably be doing that anyway, you know. Yeah. But and, uh,
1: yeah, and I think probably even the year just gone, obviously, there's the big break in the middle of the year, and I actually probably gave everyone everyone had to learn, you know, there's you know yourself, there's boys who are better at independently training themselves than others, you know, there's others who probably need that team environment, that group environment. So actually, going into 2021, you're, you're probably in a better place to kind of take on that bit of independent training if it was needed,
0: yeah. and you know this is just this is like round two of the first lockdown you know we had to do individual training then, so you know everyone's been through it and you know I was actually talking to a couple of lads and I was like oh this is just like deja vu except the first time we're running in shorts and short, short, short sleeve jerseys and now it's you're wrapped up with a snood and you've got your hats on but it has to be done and you know we've done it before so there's no reason why we can't just do it again. Um, just on on um 2020.
1: So like if it just went straight to the final, because I know obviously the campaign itself was had that big break in the middle. Um, but the the final itself was funny because actually, obviously, yeah, look, there's always the, there was the comments as well, like you know after the game from Donald Logan all talking about the performance of the final, but actually probably wasn't the strongest performance of the year because actually if you'd watched the entire year if he had anyway you'd have seen that like Antrim were, th- were you know swatting teams aside the whole way up to that what was it like in the final they playing Croke Park empty stadium like how was that experience for you cuz you you would have played there in the Christy Ring final isn't that right
0: yourself yeah we, but, but I was that was the first time I played in Croke was the Christy Ring final yeah and obviously you know Carlo kind of beat us handy that day um wasn't probably the best experience to have the first time out, but I definitely have to say it's probably just because there was no crowd there. That mm. and I could definitely tell, even in the change room, the environment, the week leading up, that there was like kind of a relaxed feel. And like I know myself that I was nowhere near as nervous as the first time playing Crew Park. And I think that was just down. I, I didn't, I would never kind of, my nerves wouldn't come from like the opponent, but just the crowd, the atmosphere is completely different. And, you know, I just knew that like, we had the beaten of Kerry. We played him three times previous and that if we kind of just brought the same intensity. So kind of with that kind of, I don't know if it wasn't, I had no nerves. I was just a lot more confident probably. Um, but, you know, the way Kerry played on that day was, was they kind of dropped two men back. And as it, I've said this before, but it's nearly as a defender, as soon as you see them dropping people back, you kind of say, okay, we have a bit more freedom in the back. But then inevitably we have to then, if we have the freedom with the ball at the back and you're probably going to get on the ball a lot more, you have to use it well. And we knew that if we had t- they had two men back that we couldn't just be lumping ball down on top of those guys. So the use definitely out of the back had to be a lot a lot more crisp. And it was great that Paddy Burke was able to just sit free, especially protect the, the front of the goal. Because our last experience um, in Crook Park against Carlo, you know, they hit us for, I think it was five goals, four or five goals and you know we knew and paddy was playing that day as well that if any ball went over our head on the 13th of december that everyone was getting back to defend that day so as soon as they kind of dropped people back we kind of knew okay we can kind of control this game a bit but you know they put it up to us but so far played them, but.
1: and that, that was really noticeable as well the way you were playing that there in the opening opening part of the game because like the amount of ball that likes a clerk and that was getting onto into the corner like it was measured passes very deliberate placed and then I mean when you're playing that there and then all of a sudden you're
0: a point down at half
1: time you must be thinking <laughs>
0: what like how did this even happen really I know but that, we, we, we definitely showed a bit of resilience I thought even yeah. at half time we were a point down and you know maybe there was a few harsh words said but there was still that confidence I felt even though we were a point down you know we knew that we were going to have a purple patch again, and you know that happened straight after half time. There was a reaction there from the players, so that was huge. But, you know, we just knew that we could push on probably in the second half, and we kind of just instilled that confidence again. And we knew that we were a better team, and that if we tried to just keep probing and probing, that we probably would get a goal, you know, and we were millimeters away from it, <laughs> yeah. you know, so... Yeah. But it was it was good our forwards just kept working hard and you know had so many forwards that could come on and impact the game, and you know having someone like Big Donal where a game maybe with a short ball and the quick ball in the corners might not be working as efficiently, having someone like Donal and Neil with a physicality to be able to just put the ball down top of them that kind of put Carry under a serious amount of pressure in the second half, so that kind of changed the game you know.
1: Yeah, it was like that's a different question of them like and even when I was chatting to Donal about it and he was saying look you know, I'll win a different type of ball and hand it out to the clerk or someone, you know, like and it just kind of gave it a different dimension. What about playing them for the fourth time in a year? Because, like, obviously, you know, you go into a game like that, you know, watch and haven't seen the other games, you think, yes, okay, there's evidence there that we can beat Kerry because we've beaten three times already, but there also is that kind of thing probably at the back of people's minds of this will be the time where Kerry actually, you know, put off the strongest performance of that there. What was it like, kind of, for you? I suppose you sort of just... Looking at as um, another game, like
0: probably the first three times we played them, they probably played the same way. They liked to carry the ball out to try and get, like uh, she had no none the ball, trying to put good ball in. But we knew, finally that in the final they were going to try something different. They had to, and you know, just seeing a couple of articles or videos of their manager speaking, you know, like it was evident that they were going to do that. <laughs> and like I obviously knew they were going to drop, try and drop someone back because like the last couple of times we played we scored goals yeah and you knew if they stopped us scoring the goals that they'd be in for a chance but i said that said before that i was just always confident that we'd beat them we'd beat them three times so and then a couple of people there's always negative people in your ear saying oh they're going to get you once but yeah but you know that was just it's more m- mental to go i'm going to yeah. get over the line again we beat them three times so why can't we beat them a fourth time so it was good good character from the lads
1: yeah, and then actually you mentioned about the goals that you've been like hammering in the goals like over the course of the season. It wasn't even just the character, like the Westmead games. Obviously a big example of that the, the Carlo game and all that there from like that's obviously something that's kind of come from the you know the way that the forwards are playing and probably the direction they're given as well. But like have you noticed a real kind of difference throughout the team in terms of how you're like say distribute or distributing the ball and all those types of things like that have kind of helped. Uh, change that kind of style of being probably more ruthless than ever this year or last year at this stage
0: yeah you definitely do you notice it definitely playing in defense especially in the full back line where you know when you're playing the full back line nearly the first thing in your head is get the ball away from the net but then it's nearly a confidence thing that when you have the ball that you have to keep possession and you can see it evident between even nearly every team in Ireland is trying to incorporate this style of play where possession is key and as a defence, especially playing cornerback, that there's a good opportunity from pucker you're going to get the ball. And it's nearly just trying to retain the ball, keep possession. And it's not, but then there's an opposite of it, don't overdo it. And, yeah. you know, try and get the forward into play and give them good delivery. And then when you're saying about the forwards, how much they've nearly improved. And like I said, there's loads of people before that training, like every single night, no matter who you're marking, it's just you're constantly on your toes. Like, here, no matter who you're marking in that forward line it's just they're constantly pushing each other and it's good I love like obviously seeing the lads do well but in training I would sometimes get frustrated at the fact that you know these guys are going at you and they're going at you again they're going at you again and it's probably better at us in defence but it's just unbelievable to see the kind of standard that those forwards are pushing each other and you know on any given day there's probably 12 lads there who could take any of those six positions and you know marking these guys in training every night you can just see what they're capable of and gold is probably one of the key things that like maybe this this team is is different in a way that you know if there's a slight chance of a goal like the forwards go for it and you know marking that in training is like the last thing you want is someone getting the ball and going at you every single time (laughs) and but it definitely it opened my eyes and i've told loads of people this that you know in training like the forwards you're marking are just seriously as serious
1: talented yeah i was reading you did an interview with irish news earlier in the year it was the first week of march and you're uh, talking about the uh kind of targets but it was the week before lockdown it like it was just the funny that like what we know now versus then yeah. and like even some of the, the footballers i've been talking to obviously they had you know the what happened then with the hammered limerick and then they were going about to play Wicklow, and then that was all called. And they were probably on a good run there, whereas you kind of were on a good run as well. What was that then? Like, what was the important thing for you at that stage? Like, I suppose it was thinking you're on like such a good momentum there from the first quarter of the year, and how did you just try and maintain that going into the, the business end? Obviously, with a league final to look forward to six months later,
0: yeah. Um, it probably comes back to just the ind- individual training that you know you're being prescribed these runs that you have to you have to get in certain times or you know there's a certain effort that has to be implemented over this lockdown and like I done that interview I remember it on with the Irish News and it's like the innocence of it and you're saying oh we're going to go to the league final we're going to do this and then the next thing it's it's cut off and it's like everything's stopped and it's not even just sport it's like you can't go to a restaurant you can't do anything you can't even go to the shop you have to line up in the queue yeah um, you know it's just it was completely strange but then you know we knew that we had momentum obviously leading into that week for the final for, or the league final and that we had to just maintain it and that probably came you know that confidence that we had built up probably stood by us during those you know like tough times even though the weather was nice and you know it was a late night late nights you were doing it in but we knew that every single person was bought in and we could see that you know that every single person was doing the training it was at, like it was we were shown that every single person was putting in this same effort and it nearly became competitive in a way where <laughs> you know people were putting in times and you, you wanted to beat it so even though we were training alone there was still that competitive edge to it and it's probably something that you know the technology that we have these days about strava and you know gps that you know even though you're training alone, you're still pushing each other on. And that was definitely evident when we got to the end of the season and we played that league final that I think, you know, the, the momentum that we built up, it didn't fade one bit. And we probably were better off playing that league final when we did because, um, you know, I don't think Kerry brought anywhere near the same intensity that we did. And I probably that put, put that down to the effort that the lads put in over the lockdown, you know.
1: Yeah, and actually that, that league final is a good example of kind of what you were talking about from the Joe McDonough final where it was, you know, you just, you just then went in a, a point down and you were probably more confident than ever that actually, yeah, we can still go out. Whereas maybe in the past, you know, any team that goes in a point down, whereas the league final is an example of you just being hit by a goal. But then instead of dropping the heads, like you just, we're not, man, got a goal straight away, like, you know, like it kind of reacted straight away. And like, I suppose that's just another example of kind of when you had to do it. Maybe it is that kind of, character maybe that you, you're talking about there
0: yeah definitely and that's probably something that um every amateur team i've probably played in played on sorry that you know if a goal goes in the head goes down if you're down at time and you should be winning um you know there maybe wasn't that change of like attitude nearly but with this team it's just completely evident and that's not just the 15 lads on the pitch it's the management it's the physios the background team like there's a massive, massive kind of positive attitude towards if we're down, we can get back. And you know, probably something we lacked over the last couple of years was putting in performance after performance. We might have had a good performance and then struggle with the next, and that's definitely a massive change. That you know, you might get a good win, but it's how do we kind of next week get another win and how do we kind of build momentum? And in that final, you know, when we were point down, I said it before that. I was confident, and I know that the vast majority of the lads were still confident. You go out and do the job. Yeah,
1: and it's probably about kind of getting that bit of a elite culture, like that within the squad. That is kind of the, it is just the kind of the expectation, like the that competitiveness between everybody, you know, like that. There is kind of the way and it's competitiveness for positions as well. Like you look at the squad, like a lot was mentioned about you know the Westmead game, for example, where you know short about five or six players and just. You know it wasn't a problem the lads were there to step in
0: yeah that probably west me was probably that it showed the strongest um character of the team there was there's was probably a, a slight edge even though we were still confident that we could beat them there was obviously kind of something in the back of the head saying okay a couple of lads have COVID, a couple of lads had the ice slip, we're down a couple of numbers here um but i've uh, answered this before that that was definitely the biggest game for us you know that was going to show us or show everyone show us in, as individuals that everyone on that panel is worthy and every single person is like wants to play and you know like clarky played that day and hadn't played leading up to that and he was fantastic and i've been marking him in training and i've i've seen in the weeks leading up to that that how good he was and when i knew he was starting i was telling guys just watch clarky because like I've been marking him in training the last couple of weeks and I've been lucky to get a couple of balls off him and if I'm getting him it's because he's missed him yeah um, but I was just so happy for him nearly and he was given us opportunity and he absolutely took it
1: yeah and it, it just set the tone really didn't it then like that was just the tone set and then it's kind of you walk into the next week and you're thinking right you know this is this is something we can keep going that momentum um when you I want to just ask about when you first went in so you went in 2017
0: is that right was that your first year involved um it was the first year yeah I started playing I was in um with with Kevin Rand for a while but then I kind of fell away and then it was 2017 basically that I I was there full-time yeah. yeah, and like, how was that for you, that integration?
1: Like, you know, how how did you first settle in with that? And like, how were you approached for getting involved there? Because, yeah, your first time in 2017 was the league winning season as well, wasn't it? It's not right.
0: It was, yeah. That was the year um, we moved up to Division 1 for 2018. And that was the year we played the Christian Ring final. Yeah. But initially, I can't, I think it was, there was a, like a, an in-house game in 2017. And I was asked to come along and, um, Sambo Moody karaoke and Neil Peaton were there and I can't kind of remember, remember much about it but I remember being asked to come along and then you know it was okay you're going to train on Tuesday and then it kind of stemmed from there really but you know the vast majority of those lads I all knew them playing on the team yeah. I had trained with them before a lot of the lads from Samir Ballycastle I knew them and the vast majority of them were around the same age yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't a strange place for me to go or to be. So um, yeah, basically that's how I started.
1: Yeah, and they like I suppose whenever you're getting involved there, like you mentioned, obviously you would have a lot of experience playing with a lot of them anyway. From say Saint Marys out that there, a lot of boys from the Johnnies and not You know, like you would have kind of had that that kind of experience. Um, and I suppose when you're looking at it and you're going in and playing or going into an in-house game like that. Are you thinking, okay, you know, having previous minor involvement, you know, before that there, were like, are you thinking kind <clears> of, <throat> I don't know, like if you're going into a game like that, is there a lot of pressure you put on yourself for that there in terms of the performance there? Because you, you, even when you mentioned about going and playing Croke Park, it's not necessarily the opposition that makes you nervous or anything like that. It's kind of the stuff that
0: maybe comes from yourself. Um, Yeah, but it's probably just about going out and expressing yourself. And I think that every time you go to a field, if I'm playing for the club, it's just you're going out to express yourself and you try your best. And that's something that I would tell kind of the young guys in our club that there's kind of, okay, there's an inner pressure that can affect performance and there's an outer pressure like management or the crowd or whatever. But I definitely think that, i probably going a bit off point, but it's definitely comes from like within yourself. If you want to, if I'm playing for a division three team, the St Paul's, and I want to play for Antrim and you're given an opportunity, like you have to take it. Yeah, and that probably just comes from within. It's a maybe a psychological thing that, you know, if I have this opportunity, you know, I have to I have to take it. Yeah, and what about like even since then? So the years
1: after that. So maybe not twenty twenty because you can't really compare that season to any other season really because it's obviously the nature of it. But like, you know, what's kind of changed since then? Like within that Antrim team, like obviously Darren Gleeson involved this year. He was involved last year as well in a different capacity. Like. Like, well, how how has the team and the squad evolved? And there seems to be, like, you know, it seems like in recent years there's been less of a turnover, you know, of players, say, maybe compared to previous
0: years, and surely that can only help. Yeah, no, it definitely is. From 2017 until maybe this year, there's definitely been a massive switch in players you're playing. And probably the age profile has went from being high 20s to low 20s. And that definitely brings a freshness to it. Like it definitely does. Um. And you know, when I when I first started, um you had some group like highly experienced players, some like Paul Shields, probably one of the best hitters I've ever had. And you know, when there's these young guys coming in, and it's like the likes of I always use this as an example, it's like James McNaughton. When James came in, I always thought of him as being the same age as me, but he's actually four years younger than me. And I always I always kinda like you compare yourself. But James was on that team in twenty seventeen and when I see the difference in him within those three years, it was just huge. Not yeah. only like his hurting, but his speed, his strength, you know, there's a huge difference. But um the changes have definitely came from I think it's I don't like using this word, but a professionalism mm-hmm. and it's it's probably not a professionalism in like we still have the physio, you still get your food after training. The training's still the same, you're pucking the ball, but it's probably just the energy that's brought to it. And, you know, when Darren first came in um, under Neil Peaton as a coach, um, you could definitely see the kind of professionalism that he wanted and just the excellence nearly that he, um, he, he was requiring from everyone. And then when he came in as um, manager, you could definitely see that he just wanted to take it to another level. And, you know, we're having a good young team. And, of course, we we'll have experienced lads as well. You know, that mix with darren and that kind of attitude that he's kind of enforced in everyone it's a recipe for something good and um not that we didn't have that before and i'm not saying that we didn't every manager that i've had playing front term has has been has been great but definitely this year just the attitude and the application the players have given Darren and the Darren has given the players it's just it's kind of it's working
1: yeah, it's that kinda of, I suppose that winning attitude and that whole thing of he you know he's been there and done that kinda, of, you know, with himself and all in his his career. Um you mentioned obviously playing for St. Paul's there and like <clears throat> twenty twenty was a successful season for us in the end. Like and actually that the way any player I've talked to, I know even myself whenever the club was just announced and it was back on again it was like the best thing anybody I've talked to they've said it's the biggest turnouts they've ever had at training <laughs> that first night back and all um for you though going into that 2020 campaign you said the, the 2019 final you said you had been beat by Gordon and Mona, so, so I suppose there was probably a bit of a we're just happy to be playing the game but also you've probably had a wee bit of a motivation there of something you wanted to write the wrong of the year before
0: yeah definitely and even though we were doing had the preseason obviously with Antrim during that lockdown, well it was like a mid season and you were doing individual training. When we found out the club was starting back up, it was just like happy days. We're going to get a good crack at it. Yeah. And you know we had so many people out, and there was people from every corner want to play. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you no, know, within our club it was probably like when I was going through our club, there probably wasn't the same setup. That there is now and we've loads of young individuals coming through that are good hurlers and good attitude and you know the good people around them Um, but when i was going to be playing under 14 on 16 minor we were amalgamating with gordon amona and, and o'donnell's to make up a team and that was no fault of anybody just to, that was just down to participation obviously but definitely we're, we're starting to kind of bear the fruits of that now you just i think on, the, on that team there's maybe four guys just out of minor who are pushing for places and there's nearly just like a steady influx of players and pro- probably going to get four or five for the next 10 years for the for sale and that's something probably we didn't have i think up to a couple of years ago i was when i was 24 i was maybe one of the youngest players on the team and now there's these young guys coming in bringing that kind of middle ground kind of down towards the 20s again or might have been up towards the 30s so definitely that freshness has definitely, you know, guys in training are looking over their shoulder and saying, what's this young lad doing? You know, my position isn't isn't secured. And it's like any team, once a competitive nature starts in training, um, you know, people are going to get better. They're going to actually train a lot harder. And the sessions become a lot more efficient, a lot more productive. And in the end, we went and we won um, a junior championship. And that's the first medal I've ever won playing for St Paul's so that was huge for me and even though I think we should we we could be competing at intermediate like a junior medal and that's the only medal I've ever won playing for St Paul's like from under 14 up yeah so it was definitely massive
1: yeah because actually yeah because it's the icing on the cake of getting to play even at all like we weren't even sure if we could play at all but yeah when you mention it put it in that kind of context and I suppose well, whenever you were playing underage and that you were amalgamating and all, and then coming up against some of those lads at senior, was that a bit weird? You know, would you've been playing against lads at Courtney and Mona who you would have been playing with underage,
0: um, at senior level. Yes, there is a couple. There definitely. Yeah, there, there's definitely is a couple, but um, no. Kind of once you to put your support jersey on, it does not matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> the other jersey on, you don't <laughs> really. There's no friend, friendships that stays the gate.
1: Yeah. Um, this, I mean, the group stages were pretty comfortable, but the semi-final, obviously, against Cushendun, um, you know, you're looking at like arguably kind of probably the, the default or de facto final, like you know, obviously it's between the two years there. Christian Dunn, big favourites as well for the championship. Um, that that game, you're yourself now, so you have a forward role for the club.
0: Like, uh, is that yeah. something
1: you've you you haven't always had?
0: <laughs> no, um. Yeah, that's probably no no fault of me on. I'd rather probably be playing in the backs um, <laughs> and I'm sure everyone else would go what the hell did he do in the forwards but um, that's probably just down to um, we'd, we'd probably have a free taker now but we probably didn't over the last couple of years and I kind of I'm not going to say I'm, decent, I'm good at them but I was kind of given the role and said right, if you're going to hit the freeze and kind of give us an option in the forwards as well um, but you said that cushioned down game was probably we knew that was going to be our toughest test. We played them in the semi final a couple of years previous, two years previous, and they gave us a good, good beating in Armoy. So we knew that was going to be a big, um, big test. But you know, we knew we had a far stronger panel this time around, and you know, we got the better of them. Yeah, and
1: it's and like like I said, like even just you know that's the end of the se- like that's kind of. I suppose this year or the season just gone anyway, like there was no provincials or anything like that there. So it was the definitive kind of your last game of the season, you win it and it's over and it's just a great feeling then. And it's just like a kind of, obviously everyone would like to go on and play in the provincials and that there, but in terms of just, I don't know, tying up a year of kind of the year that it was um, like, how was that received within the club and all like, I mean, like, you know, because you mentioned yourself not having um, won uh, many medals before that there. Like, I suppose, like, the diehard hurling um, kind of backing of St Paul's as well. It would be something that, you know, it would be, like, a great occasion to take in for 2020.
0: Yeah, it definitely was. And probably the only way people could express their emotions was just through WhatsApp because it was still locked down. You, uh, you, you couldn't go back to the club and celebrate. It was a completely different environment. And, you know, we probably still haven't celebrated it in a way, mm. that once things maybe open up and you can get back into the club, you know, the club's been lying nearly empty for a full year, so, you know, the only way people could, like, you just haven't seen anyone. Yeah, you know, yeah. The only person or people you might see is, like, people at funerals or, you know, yeah. under bad circumstances. Different circumstances, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, probably still have a bit of celebrating to do when we get back with with, with the people of the club, you know.
1: Yeah, so looking look ahead, look, the 2021 season, to wee bit up in the air anyway, but I suppose, you know, being up in Division 1B now, Clare Wexford, Dublin, Leash and Kilkenny, possibly, I think, is going to be the, the way the group's going to be made up there. Um, I mean, starting off that there is kind of, you had mentioned it in that Irish News interview the week before lockdown, Um, you know, the Leinster Championship was the target, obviously, playing at the higher division is also the kind of the target that goes hand in hand with that. Like, how do you approach this then? Then now, you know, you're looking at those, you're looking at those teams you're coming up against versus, you know, the previous year and the division, what a division two A is tough to get out of as well. Like, how do you approach that? Like, I mean, it's, it's hard to say, obviously, with not knowing when games are going to take place. But, um, yeah, what's the kind of what's the kind of feeling I suppose going into a one B campaign?
0: Um to be honest, we haven't spoke about it and. Um personally, I don't think anything is going to change. You know, we took every game as it, as it comes. And, you know, as the kind of the attitude that we have is if there's no easy jersey is going to be given out. And I think if everyone keeps fighting for that jersey that they want, that, you know, I don't think. Of course, it's going to be a lot tougher for everyone. But I definitely think that if everyone applies themselves, that you can give any team a good crack. And we've played all these teams before, and, you know, if you've played them before, there's no reason why you can't go out with a bit more confidence and say, you know, we've played these guys, they're not that far ahead, and there's definitely going to be games there that we'll win, and that's, I'm confident of that, and there's definitely games that we'll target, and we'll get over the line, definitely.
1: Yeah, it's all about, I suppose, rising to it. Like, you know, you, you do what's needed at, you know, Joe McDonough level, Division 2A, and it's all about then kind of rising to it. And I suppose if you're looking at the teams that you'll be coming up against, like the way they would do it, you know, that kind of nucleus of a squad who's kind of had the previous year's experience to kind of use to help them for the next year. It's a kind of similar way of doing it, really.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely,
1: yeah. Like, um, and I think probably the Leinster looking at it, it's, it probably won't be around Robin format in twenty twenty one. I'm not sure if that's confirmed or not. Um I see I don't
0: I, 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 I think it might be still play play one game, yeah and go in the primary. So I think you're you're definitely getting two games. Yeah. I think, I think around um, stuff. Yeah. No it's um
1: but look, Stephen just wanna say thanks very much. Best of luck with that whatever form the season takes. I thanks. mean and best of luck with the yeah, with the the individual trending over the next few weeks and yeah. hopefully we can go out and get watching games and playing games again.
0: appreciate it, Connor. Thanks very much.
1: Sign up to the Safcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Safcast. You will receive early access episodes and bonus podcasts. Thanks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more